thanks so much for joining us again at the Pop Culture Cosmos. It's Gerald Glass. We're coming right back at you here. Thought I'd do something special for today because he's been such a great contributor of the Pop Culture Cosmos. Not only are we going to drop a classic episode of Hunnicween, but before then, to preface it, the man is here himself from Hunnicween and the Hunnic Outcast. You got to go ahead and catch him today on both those outlets on Facebook. It is Noah and Fine, and Noah, he wants to talk a little bit of WandaVision. Episode 7 just ended for a lot of people and has created a lot of questions. Had a great twist at the end for a lot of people. For others, like myself, it was kind of underwhelming, but I want to see where Noah Ian Fine stands as far as this week's episode of WandaVision. I got to be honest with you. Uh, one of the things that was discussed with WandaVision was in 2015, Elizabeth Olsen was being interviewed about Wanda, and she stated that she was really hoping that we were going to get the House of M storyline, and she didn't think we were going to get it. And then when Age of Ultron was either overwhelming or underwhelming, depending on who you ask, she had a little segment on YouTube that's still frozen in time where she talked about the history of Wanda and House of M. So we kind of knew it was going to show up. We just didn't know when and how. And again, what I love about the MCU is that they are able to do the adaptations. So take that Zack Snyder on Civil War and Infinity Gauntlet and Winter Soldier. And they make it a little bit more palatable where they're not just doing frame by frame. So is this really House of M? Well, it is before we get the rest of the mutants, and we'll talk about that at another time. But I was afraid there was going to at least be one turkey in this series. And thankfully, not only has the series gotten better and better, but Catherine Hahn, this is the second time I've seen her, I guess technically, as an MCU villain, because in Spider-Verse, she's Doc Ock. And here she's Agatha Harkness. And my research with Agatha, um, she was short-lived. Uh, she was much older, and uh, at the end, she's petting a bunny, but she has a cat. But I guess I thought that was a little bit too, you know, contrived. But Catherine is a gust of nature, and I feel that even with the facial expressions, when we get to that theme song, Agatha All Along, and when, she, and when they kind of do like this mix of the monsters, when, when she's introduced and she just looks at the camera and goes, oh, you know, oh, it was me all this whole time. There were a lot of memes that popped up immediately. One of them was I put up of Vince McMahon from 1999 about being, you know, the leader of the corporate ministry. It was me, Austin. It was me all along. There was a guy in New York that already did a rock version of Agatha all along. People could not wait to go on YouTube. It was crashing because – Either you knew this was Agatha Harkness or not, but whatever the case is, everybody loves that song. Now, as for the rest of the episode, I heard rumors that the last couple were going to be an hour long. Now, maybe this one wasn't. Maybe eight and nine will be. And again, how is this going to be moving forward with the theatrical MCU? From what I understand, this is a one-shot series. It will have a bittersweet ending, but it does answer a lot of questions that I was concerned about. And one of them being, is Vision alive or not? And from what I gathered, we have one of the sword agents that they were rebuilding Vision, but he was going to be used as a weapon, and Wanda was using the body to try to rebuild him, even though I'm sure that they could still take him to Wakanda. So that answers that one. Because nobody really stays dead in comics anyway, you know. And, and you're, either, you're either cloned or you're in another universe somewhere. And that even goes with DC. And since they're talking about the multiverse, that also makes sense too. Now, as for both Speed and Wiccan, I don't know if they're going to follow House of M or what's going to, you know, be, uh, become of these two. But they're still great actors. I'm glad that Evan Peters is still around. I, and this is the first time we got a mid credit scene. This one also decided to go a little bit of The Office and Modern Family. And I'm not a fan of either or, but I will say this much. 
Elizabeth Olsen did her great Julie Bowen impersonation. And I love the fact that Vision was also – not only were they breaking the fourth wall, there's now a fifth or sixth where he was breaking and going, what am I doing? I got to get to my wife. And, and he realizes that he's part of a fourth wall. And I love how Agatha was trying to create all these diversions on making him a circus performer, and he broke through that, or, or they had – a construction crew building telephone poles or having the crosswalk. And I guess, again, this is a 34-minute episode, and I think fans are also disappointed that Monica Rambeau knew somebody to help her get back into the hex. And a lot of people figured it was going to be Reed Richards, and it wasn't. Storm could have been anybody. Does somebody that the Marvel Cinematic Universe or the Marvel Universe is familiar with and that was a big letdown as well. I have a hypothesis, though, because, again, this 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 does go back to Endgame. And, again, when the DC – I'm sorry, the DC – well, they're going to own DC one day. But in the meantime, since Disney got their hands on 20th Century Fox, it still was going to take a while about bringing these characters in. And, again, a lot, there were rumors that we were going to see specs of the X-Men and, and – Fantastic Four just as a middle finger if they didn't do the acquisition. But because it came so late, we didn't get that. But then the rumors are, well, is is Galactus going to be in the end credits? Is 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 Zeus? You know, it, it's still by the time everything got dried on paper or you know the ink dried or or on the internet or whatever you want to call it nowadays of, of finalizing contracts and acquisitions is the 21st century after all. I don't think we were going to get hints of Fantastic Four or X-Men. In my opinion, even with or without the virus until 2022, 2023, because you still had to worry about casting and, okay, how are we going to bring them into the MCU? Are we going to pick storylines of old? Are we going to reboot the storylines from uh, the original 20th Century Fox or, or with Silver Surfer and Galactus? Or how are we going to bring in the X-Men? And there were rumors that were we going to bring in Patrick Stewart and Sir Ian McKellen? From what I understand, we may, they're not interested anymore. Would McAvoy come back? You know, we didn't really know. And, and, and would um, Wolverine come back at some point? We know that we're getting Deadpool, but and Ryan Reynolds is all for it. But again, we don't know what's really going on with those two franchises. So as much as I would like to see Reed Richards, I think it's smart that he's going to come in. I would say by multiverse or the third Spider-Man movie, somehow they're going to start to make some – I mean because there are already rumors about Doctor Doom. So it's going to take a few – You know, again, they, there are already these rumors that Jennifer Lawrence is coming back, but she's going to be Sue Storm. Nobody knows. You know, we, we don't know who's going to come in, and we don't know who's going to write for it, and we don't know who's going to direct it. We don't know if we're going to get the Rooster Brothers again. There are already rumors that, okay, we got the X-Men. Are we going to get Secret Wars? Nobody knows. So I feel that if we're not oh, getting – Kevin Foggy knows. Well, yeah, I'm sure he knows at some point, but do you want to do what 20th Century Fox did and just – throw them all in here no he has a better way of, of doing this he yeah. has a better way to approach it i still would have put reed richards or somebody that's familiar that you can expand upon i think that they the out of just having a uh, just a random character just someone that's not doesn't even have a past or history in the, in the marvel cinematic universe who we probably will not use again that's something that could have been easily rectified with having a sue storm or reed richards or someone there that could have been more relevant to the conversation. And then the ultimate of the vehicle not even working as it was intended to in the first place, that was a big letdown you know, after it was being hyped up for so many episodes. And all, all Monica Ran, Rambo had to do was just walk in anyway. So that to me was kind of a, a disappointing factor right there. Uh, you say no, but I say no. yes. I mean, I'll you, tell you, you why. You, you set that up for two weeks and then you had no payoff. That's a bummer. Well, well, but again, let's be honest and fair. With Marvel in the 60s, 
what were they all about? The superheroes got their powers because of failed experiments or somebody didn't carry the one. That's how I felt it was supposed to be. That Monica, she was going to depend on technology, but it was her all along. And, that, and again, they talked about when she goes through the hex, it's changing her cells on a molecular level. So it would make sense that even if she went through with that Jeep or tank or whatever you want to call it, it would. It, it, I thought it was either going to explode and then what the hex was going to merge and give her powers, but we started to see them coming through. And I like the fact that she wasn't. She was going to do this on her own, and because she did, we saw her in different points of time in the hex, and we saw her character from Captain Marvel when she was a kid. And I think that's how we finally are going to get the Monica Rambo Captain Marvel. So again, I'm I'm old school. I felt that that was. You know, either Spider-Man or the Fantastic Four, that's how they got their powers. That's how she was going to get hers. Because we did see when she confronted Wanda again, and Wanda used her hex powers, we saw that she did the dramatic drop, and we saw that blue aura came out of her body. So I'm not too disappointed with that aspect. Again, it, it, it feels like something out of the 60s, but if that's where they want to go... I'm fine with it because keeping it old school is not terrible. I'm sure we're going to see her as a new Captain Marvel because people are not happy with Brie Larson. And I like this actor and character a lot better than Brie Larson anyway. So if we get more Captain Marvel, I would prefer her. And right now she has a better arc, a better story, and I care about her a lot more because they gave her time to breathe. Not that it was any fault to fight. I'm about- sorry. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that Tiona Paris is going to play Photon, and she's going to be Photon going forward. I think Captain Marvel, Brie Larson, is going to be Brie Larson, and that's going to happen going forward. That's just. I mean, they paid out the big bucks. She's going to star in Captain Marvel too. She's going to be, you know, either working with or working against Photon in some form or fashion in the movie. But I don't see Photon replacing Captain Marvel anytime soon. Well, the fans may have something to say about that, but I guess we'll talk about that in a couple I mean, of one, years. One, one point, one point one billion dollars. I mean, the fans spoke out that they enjoyed Captain Marvel. I thought it was uh, a little bit underwhelming, but that's just me. But and of course, I have problems with how she was portrayed the character. Uh, very serious and, and just way too rigid, but that's neither here nor there. But I, I think $1.1 billion, as, as long as the movies are still making a ton, a ton of change, they're not going to replace Brie Larson anytime soon, unless she wants to leave herself. Well, I guess that'll be a debate. But anyway, my point being is that it's not about the captain. It's about Wanda. And thankfully, Elizabeth Olsen still has the chops that I care about. And they did leave some hints because not only do we have Agatha Harkness, we seem to either get Mephisto or Magnus. And I know that this is supposed to be the opposite of Adam Warlock, I believe. That we haven't seen Adam on the big... We've gotten the hints of the cocoon. But we saw the fly, and I think because the... Or it was a cicada. I know it was green. So that's a hint right there. But... We still have two more episodes. In the meantime, this series, as far as I'm concerned, does have rewatchability. It's going to be one of the more underrated series, I feel. And again, not to be repetitious, I really can't wait to see what they're going to do with not only the last two episodes of the series, but where they're going to place Wanda in multiverse and i believe again they are putting her with spider-man so i'm glad they're not done with her yet i always found it to be underrated and i'm watching a lot of videos right now of her comedic chops so yeah this is definitely i I, i'm really glad how they took this character and gave her depth and they just didn't throw her aside because people worried after age of ultron But now I can see the chemistry of why she and Vision have a great relationship and how tragic it's going to be. But again, this is the MCU, not the comics, so a lot could happen, and I guess we'll just have to wait to see because, this. yeah, there are two more episodes. That's right, and then, yeah, Mm -hmm. we go from there. We go from there indeed, but I'm still excited for it. I thought it was a disappointing episode, but still – 
bumping the road, still keep going on strong. And I know everybody out there is going to be excited for as well. It is WandaVision episode seven. No, Ian Fine liked it a lot more than I did, and hopefully you did as well. But if you got any thoughts on episode seven, let us know, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. But I will not go ahead and delay us any further. It is a classic episode of Hunnic Queen on the way with Noe and Fine, and hopefully we'll hear more from Noah each week right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. Hey guys, Hunnic Outcast here. I just want to, again, to the bottom of my heart, I want to personally thank everyone for supporting the show. You know who you are. And I appreciate the listeners who have been downloading the show and have been following the show on Podbean, on the main feed, and on Twitter, and Facebook, and meeting new co-hosts and guests and still keeping in touch with old friends, which is great. I just wanted to let everybody know real quick that this was a last-minute episode, and this is the first time I've done a huge roundtable podcast. So, you're going to hear some clicks and beeps and whatnot, because um, I think there were some issues with Gerald's computer, and you're going to hear how I'm typing to get him into the, uh, the group, so I apologize for that. So, if you hear that in the background for the first... But two or three minutes of the podcast, that's pretty much why. Also, we didn't get a chance to do this, and, and we are going to be repetitious, and we do feel bad what happened with Zack Snyder and his daughter taking her own life. And We've made it crystal clear that if he steps away from this franchise, there are several reasons why. Definitely this is not one of them, and, and we've said that as well. But um, I just wanted to take a moment, because I didn't do this in the podcast, I just want to give a quick uh, moment of silence for the uh, loss of uh, Zack Snyder's left one. Again, thank you very much for supporting the show. And the following podcast contains detailed plot spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. If you look it up in the Webster's Dictionary, are we going to see Zack Snyder's name next to it? I think we all know the definition of pretentious, but let's be honest and fair here. This is the fifth DC Extended Universe movie that has been shoved in our faces. I thought that it was supposed to be Green Lantern and that fell through. And then we got Man of Steel, and then we got Batman v Superman, which I discussed... Suicide Squad, I said no. Wonder Woman, I'll talk about that in a little while. It is extremely tragic what happened with Zack Snyder and his daughter who took her own life. I'm not, I didn't make jokes then. I'm not making jokes now. But I feel that there were going to be alternate universes and several reasons that were going to have him step away from this universe. And I think after... Two movies that underperformed and got really bad reviews. And him being more of a fanboy than anything. And the fact that they tried to bring in Joss Whedon. This scares me more that Warner Brothers just doesn't know what they're doing to make a franchise anymore. If they ever did. And I didn't want to discuss this movie. And this was a T-Day or a post-T-Day episode. It's either this or going to be Thanksgiving. And we were either going to discuss Justice League, which was that 1997 lost movie you can get at conventions, or Thanksgiving about a turkey puppet that I'm not even going to get into on this podcast, even for me. I've got my good friend Sean Kuhn from Pittsburgh Nerdcast. How are you, sir? Fantastic, sir. It's good to be a part of this fine panel you've assembled here, and as with this being my fifth time appearing on the show, I'll be waiting for my gift basket from everybody, uh, congratulating me on that. Yes, you are definitely the birthday boy. And, yeah, that too, yeah. Yes, and of course, yeah. In fact, I'm inflating the balloons as we speak. <laughs> we got our good friend, Clint, that I know you have your podcast as well. The Geek Dig Podcast. Yes, a great podcast. Yes, a great podcast. And we have Travis, 
And I don't, who needs no further introduction, but if we do, your podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm actually from uh, This Freaking Show and uh, a secondary podcast, uh, Just Freaking Wrestling. And Travis wanted to conduct this challenge about being on every single podcast for an entire year and then some, or something to that effect. So mm-hmm. I lit up the bat signal and I decided, why not discuss Justice League? Is this... I guess my biggest question would be, is this a sinking ship? Well, I, I think it's a sinking ship, and I think they, they, they've made a mess of what they've been doing. Um, I, I think, you know, Batman v Superman's a mess of a movie. I think this is a mess of a movie. I, I've enjoyed both of them for what they were, but they're, they're, they're a mess. I, I think they have, like, Wonder Woman shows that they can put together a good movie. I, I have faith that some of the standalone movies are going to stand on their own and be good movies, but I, I think they have to find their own tone and hopefully what we get sneak peeks of at the end of the movie is showing that they're going to go in a completely different direction and, and hopefully something is a bit more, more fun to watch than what we've gotten so far. I think people are just getting tired of Batman. I think people are getting tired of Superman. I like uh, the fact that they had Wonder Woman. I like the fact that they had Aquaman. Aquaman, to me, was the best part of the movie. I uh, love the guy. I love the character itself. But the Justice League thing, I think, is too soon with the repetitiveness of all the Batman movies that we have gotten like within like these, like five, six, seven years. It's just like there, there's too many different Batmans having, doing their own way with Batman. It just gets boring. It's like the same thing that happened with the Spider-Man movie. You just do too many Spider-Man movies, people just get tired of it. Uh, that's who was calling us. Gerald, you there? Oh, there he is. Okay, great. Hey, Gerald, how are you? Good. My apologies for keeping you waiting. Sorry. No, don't worry. We're just, just asking some simple questions right now. And, of course, we have Gerald from Pop Cultural Cosmos. Gerald, the question right now that we have, we just started off with Justice League. Do you think that this fifth film is a sinking ship for Warner Brothers? You know, we, we've asked that recently uh, uh, on our latest episode as well. Uh, what is the future for DC Films? Because it's very tenuous now. And as everyone here knows, there's a lot of plans going forward for DC. Well, is Aquaman going to have his own film? Flash going to have his own film? Uh, you know, Deathstroke is going to have his own film. And, and then, you know, separate Joker films, The uh, all the uh, Gotham City Sirens. The list goes on and on. And but they don't seem to get the fact that they need to start thinking simple and try and get it right continuously. Uh, you take all the good vibes from Wonder Woman, and it seems to, with Justice League, with the, the reviews all over the place, I mean, my review, I saw it, I gave it a tepid, at best, thumbs up. Um, it just really was kind of disappointing overall, but I, I like the interaction of the characters, and I, I see some signs for hope, but there's still so much more to work to do in the DC universe that, that I think they really need to keep things simple before they go all over the place with all these other plans. Let me just say one quick thing before we go any further with people on YouTube and Facebook have been divided because I guess nowadays people aren't happy unless they're miserable. I go to a Marvel movie, I wear a DC shirt, not because I'm going nah, nah, nah. I'm doing it because I really like both sides. It's not whether I grew up on Marvel and DC, Pepsi and Coke. It has nothing to do with that. I just don't have that many Marvel shirts. I like DC because I like the Detective Comics. I grew up, I'm a New Yorker, I like those comics. I'm starting to get into Marvel a little more now, but I also understand because of marketing, and Sean and I discussed this, that there are different sets of comics. There's Detective, there's Action, there's Max Now from Marvel, there's Marvel Now, there, there's Ultimate Marvel. I get all that. The problem I'm having with this is that with the MCU, they, in their diaper stages, and in the first year I would have said, okay, Iron Man, yes, Hulk, I'd rather watch Avengers, Thor, I'd rather watch Avengers, but now that I'm in Phase 3, I'm now deciding which is the worst and which is the best, and I started to rewatch them. Because with the MCU, we get an introduction of these characters, why they're forming the Avengers, why they're going after these stones, and why they're going to fight Thanos. Justice League, I have no idea why... I mean, I know why Superman has come to Earth, I know why Batman is fighting crime in Gotham, 
but they haven't set up anything else. They skipped over the Aquaman movie. Or at least I think they pushed it to next year. The Flash movie, I still don't know what's going on with that because Kevin Smith at one point was supposed to direct it. If that was fake news or not. I've heard rumors that Robert Zemeckis is going to direct Flash Paradox. I don't know if that's true, if that's fake news or not. But the bottom line is is that Warner Brothers got scared. They shoved out another Superman movie after Green Lantern didn't do well. They shoved out this Batman v Superman to introduce part of the Justice League, and I already reviewed that movie, and I've already said what I had to. They, The Wonder Woman movie, my biggest problem with that unfortunately, is Gail Godot. She's not that big. She does not have the greatest line reads, and she doesn't have chemistry. Unless it was with Chris Pine, she doesn't seem to play off of anybody else. And she doesn't just have the chemistry I would see with the original Wonder Woman from the 70s or the voice actors from the DCAU movies or the Justice League 2001 cartoon. As for Aquaman, you bring in another Game of Thrones actor, and the problem is is that if you can't get your hands on reprints of Golden Age or Silver Age comics, read the New 52, they're not terrible, and it's not like Aquaman hasn't been... Aquaman has always been the butt of everybody's jokes because he has orange and green leotard, he lives in the scene, he talks to fish, and they've changed him around over the years, and I think... The Superman cartoon and the Justice League cartoon really made him interesting. Flash, the same thing, also got a big overhaul. But what? why are these... And then there's Cyborg, who I just knew from Challenger, the Super Friends, or Teen Titans. Where is Martian Manhunter? And, and again, we see the Green Lantern Corps in this, or the Rings, no pun intended, when they're fighting Steppenwolf. But at the end of the day... Why are they coming together? We don't know other than Warner Brothers wants a Justice League movie, and that's not saying much. Well, I, I think the problem becomes Justice League kind of ignores what we see from uh, Dawn of Justice. You know, the the reason Batman feels the need to bring this group together is he's had that vision of the future from Flash. You know, he sees that there's something coming. And that's Steppenwolf is supposed to be the first phase of that invasion. And the way he like brings in Lois Lane as the big gun when Flash warns him that Lois Lane is the linchpin of causing Superman to go insane. I mean, it, it, it seems like it ignored everything that they kind of did in that first, in that movie to kind of overhaul this and almost if they could have taken Steppenwolf out of it and put in a different villain, they, they would have. But they were committed to that storyline at that point. So let me ask the question, and we'll go around the room, and we'll go with you first, Sean. Who do you think should have been the villain for Justice League? That, that's a tough one. I mean, I, I do you do you, do you have to find a way then to maybe do a Legion of Doom type of, type of deal, which would have mean meant you had to overhaul how you did the entire lead up to, um, to a Justice League movie. I mean, so I mean they stumbled from the start. But it seems like with this movie, like they were just like I think they really felt like, boy, we really screwed up, and having this guy as the villain was a mistake. But we're too deep into it; we have to do it now. And, and like, there, there's no mention of, of like Doomsday coming. There's, I mean, he drops one line about you know he's going to be one of the new gods. You know that that whole mythology was kind of being built up with. Batman v Superman, and then it's kind of thrown away with this movie just because you have a bl- you know they make him a bland villain who gets sent away. Charles, what about you? Who do you think should have been the villain? Well, certainly not what we saw out of Steppenwolf, because unfortunately that uh, his character, his just throughout the movie was uh, just a, a substandard villain. Um, pretty much even worse than a great majority of the Marvel villains. And that's saying something, because Marvel actually has not done a good job with many of its movie villains. So definitely, uh, you know, I, and then, well, Dark, Dark Side, um, you know, obviously was mentioned earlier in the film. I thought that was something that they could have and should have leaned to. But, you know, it looks like they're going to probably do a Thanos-style deal with him later on and maybe at uh, Justice League 3 if it ever gets to there. 
but I think the Hall of Villains, I think that that's something that they alluded to at the end of, of the movie uh, in the after credit scene. That's something I think that probably would have actually garnered, gotten them off to a, a much brighter note within the Justice League, and, and that could have been possibly a uh, maybe a, a different shakeup type type deal that would have gotten actually Justice League off to a better start, uh, you know, or, or better overall watching experience than what we got uh, you know, from this from this time around. Clint, what about you? I personally would have liked to see sort of the beginnings of the Legion of Doom. Personally, just. Because honestly, I'm not so so much a DC guy, so I'm not that too familiar with any specific one. But I think, to me, having a if you're going to have the collective group of heroes, you should have the collective group of villains. Now, I did see part of Suicide Squad. I absolutely hated it, so I turned it off like 20 minutes in. Smart man. But I personally think that if they were going to set up this greater universe, I think that Suicide Squad was a terrible pick to make and that they should have started doing something toward a Legion of Doom. You know, and something introducing the greater villains already. Because, you know, we had that little, you know, that little teaser, that little post-credit clip at the end of us League, but I don't know. I honestly just think that the whole thing is just backwards. <laughs> What's up, Charles? Can I just say this? I want to say I totally agree. I think the Legion of Doom would have been the best way. As I was trying to allude to earlier, the Legion of the Hall of Villains, Legion of Doom, that would have definitely done, done a lot better. In fact, when it came to the Justice League and also as well the Super Friends from way back when, 70s cartoons, uh, we all remember... Or what part of it was the most interesting aspect when they segue to the Hall of the Legion of Doom and the Hall of Villains, and that that to me was the most interesting part because the interaction between the villains seemed to actually liven the show up than the generic conversations that the Super Friends uh, seemed to have. So definitely, I think that would have made for a better ideal than Suicide Squad was to go with the formation of the Legion of Doom at, at that point in time, instead of just saving it for, like I mentioned earlier, an after credit scene basically on a yacht, just to start that up. Yeah, Travis, what about you? Uh, thoughts on who should have been the villain for this one? Um, I'm actually fine with Steppenwolf being the villain of this. Um, I don't think that uh, the... Oh my god, I just blanked out. Let's do this group. I just blanked out on the name, you guys just said it. Legion of Doom. Legion, Legion of Doom. Doom. I know, right? Okay, perfect. Um, no, I don't think Legion of Doom should have been the villain in this movie because if you do that, then what do you do for the next one? You know? I liked having this one because if you if you do Steppenwolf in this now, it gives you one villain that you can use currently to start to build up what you're trying to do for future movies. If you do that Legion of Doom now, you know, what you can do is just bring back Legion of Doom again for the second one, just make a repetitive movie. It just, I, I don't like that idea. I think Steppenwolf here was perfect. Because you can't go back and use uh, um, Zod, you can't use Doomsday, you gotta use something different. So you find a powerful, immortal villain like Steppenwolf that uh, it gives you a reason that you need to bring back Superman, which they did. And, uh, you know, it gives them a reason to get all these superpowers back together to fight this one Mega Man rather than a group of people. I got my hands on a reprint of... Brave and the Bold, where Justice League got together and they fought Starro the Conqueror, which was a starfish from another galaxy. And nobody takes it seriously because it's a giant starfish, but it is able to shrink, and it's like a parasite, and sticks to you, and it causes mind control. And it got on Superman at one point, and it got on Flash at one point, and the whole thing was is that you're not taking this thing seriously because it's just a starfish until, like I said, it's an alien parasite that can control your mind and take over the world and eventually the galaxy and the universe. Okay, you don't want to bring that in to the 21st century. Well, for the 2001 cartoon, how do we bring in Martian Manhunter? Well, apparently there were these parasites on Mars and John came to Earth to try to warn us and the only one he was able to get through was Superman. And then Batman just came out of nowhere and 
Green Lantern heard about this alien trying to break out, and Wonder Woman came out of nowhere, and uh, as I said, Flash, because he's Flash, and it was a three-part episode, but it worked. There's also Justice League, The New Frontier, which came out a couple years after the cancellation of the cartoon on, on Cartoon Network. So, there are different ways and stories of how you could have united the League as for villains go. I like Star of the Conqueror because I read that Brave and the Bold comic. I like what they did for uh, that Justice League pilot cartoon, that three-part episode. And I especially like what they did with New Frontier, how you had the League members in different parts of the world. You had Flash in Vegas. You had John Stewart... Not John... Hal Jordan, because John Stewart's the second Green Lantern that we know of. We have Hal Jordan that just got back from the Korean War and... He's not a conscientious objector anymore, but he doesn't want to fight anymore, but he comes across the ring, and Superman is also discovering Dinosaur Island, and somehow you bring that into the 21st century, and that direct the movie worked. And then we see a cameo of Aquaman, who comes out of nowhere and says he... Because Superman got his butt kicked while trying to fight Dinosaur Island, and Aquaman comes out of nowhere and goes... He said he's been asking for somebody named Lois. And each character played off of each other, and it just works. I feel the second problem that I'm having with this movie is the casting. It's very bizarre to see Ben Affleck come back after playing Superman in Hollywood Land and Daredevil in, well, Daredevil. I don't think he works well. I don't think he likes playing on the spandex. I don't think he quite understands... He doesn't have the control that he wants. He never feels comfortable playing Batman or Bruce Wayne. I don't see Batman or Bruce Wayne when I see Ben Affleck. I see a guy who's there for a paycheck. Which, ironically, he was in a movie called Paycheck. And Flash, I feel, is more Woody Allen. He's more Barry... No, he's more Wally West than I think he is Barry Allen. If he was Wally West Flash, I would say okay. Because he's supposed to be the comedian. Or he could even be Robin for all I know. And that just leaves us, I guess, with Aquaman, which is that Game of Thrones actor. Jason Momoa, I think. Momoa. Yeah, and, and, and so here's the problem with the casting. They're not working well on screen. They're not real. And then there's Cyborg, who I completely forget about because he kind of comes and goes. He doesn't want to be part of the team, and, and, and he's just there as a science experiment gone wrong. Do you think that this casting, especially since Ben Affleck keeps saying he wants to leave the project, we may never see the Batman that he was going to write and direct, or whatever Matt Reeves is going to do, if there is going to be a Batman movie. I know that Gail Godot kind of like wanted to pick up and leave at one point because of Brett Ratner. Again, do you think that they should just recast his entire Justice League? I think Affleck did a better job as Batman and Dawn of Justice, and he did in this one. Um, I think it was apparent he, he wants out, and you know, let, let's go ahead and let him go and, and find somebody to replace him. I get your point about Gal Gadot, but I, I still like her as Wonder Woman. Uh, I don't need the, the buffness that you're talking about. I liked Ezra Miller as the Flash, but he wasn't Barry Allen to me. As far as uh, Momoa as Aquaman... It's a very different take on Aquaman. I think they tried to update it and make it a bit cooler, and, and I'm okay with that. And uh, Cyborg, I, he, he was interesting. I, I look forward to seeing the solo movie with Cyborg. I wouldn't recast it. I, got, I don't have my, my problem wasn't the casting of the characters. The story was what really bothered me with this. Clint, what about you? I have a slightly different take on the casting of Wonder Woman. I thought Gal Gadot was good, but it's, especially with the solo Wonder Woman movie, actually kind of going off of your comment about the what you saw as sort of the lack of chemistry and just sort of seemed awkward there, I think, I think it played into, I thought it played very well into the movie. Well, especially Wonder Woman because, you know, she grew up on this island and she wasn't part of the civilized world it was a very awkward and new thing for her so i kind of thought that that played well and i thought that she just kind of fell into it affleck 
I don't know. I just never really jumped onto the bandwagon back in the day and thought of him as Batman. I just not a not a fan. But then again, I'm not a huge Ben Affleck fan anyway. I thought Ezra Miller can play a good Flash, but the whole time I'm watching the movie, every time I saw him, I kept thinking Tom Holland Spider-Man. Yeah. You know? Just in that, oh my god, this is so cool, and, you know, he's just, he's like more starstruck than anything else. I mean, yeah, he's a little bit of a wise-ass, you know, what you expect, but, yeah, I don't know. I think I need to see some solo flash before I can uh, totally say that because um, to me putting him here kind of felt like introducing Tom Holland in Civil War I think the biggest casting that I agreed with was actually Jason Momoa as Aquaman I think that a lot of I mean really he's, he's received way too much shit back you know just from in just historically the character you know I think you know kind of like you were saying Sean it, it's it's an updated take on him it's you know he's a little modernized and yeah he, he's not just some you know underdwelling sea creature that can talk to fish you know and honestly I I, I like that that was that was some of my favorite moments in the movie when he was, uh, you know, was with him. Uh, Cyborg, I thought he was okay, but I would have liked to see a little bit more of him just to get a better impression. But I, di- I didn't hate him, but I can't really say that I loved him either. It was just like, okay, let's kind of see where they go with this guy. He wasn't given enough to do. Yeah, he's kind of like Croc in Suicide Squad, where it's like, we have Croc, but, you know, we just need him to flip a switch for a bomb to, to take out a character that's pretty much it. That's That scene between <laughs> Cyborg and the Flash in the graveyard, I thought that was a really great scene. That it, it created a... You, you felt like he was becoming human again, a little bit. Like, he had cut himself away from the world because of what, what had happened, and now here he is with this guy who's kind of, kind of a little goofy, and they had a bonding moment, and it was, it was kind of a nice moment in the film that 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 worked, and because of that, you wanted to see a little bit more of that character. Yeah, here here's what's interesting so far about this Justice League, and I almost forgot about Superman, like most of the people did, but we'll get to him. Believe me, I'm coming for you, Henry Cavill or Cavill. I do appreciate that scene with Cyborg and Flash. I, it didn't pick up right away because I figured, okay, he's part machine and Flash is fast. Why is it taking so long? Why are they in the graveyard? And it kind of clicked on me that Superman and Wonder Woman are demigods. Batman is the outcast because he's the mortal, but he's also an orphan. And technically him and Superman are orphans, but Wonder Woman and Superman are the demigods. Okay, so Flash... And Cyborg are supposed to be the science accidents, as they said. So that's why they're being paired together, because they were created by accident. Cyborg, because of the explosion, so now he's half man, half machine. And Flash, well, we already know, and now he can tap into the Speed Force. There should be chemistry, but I think the problem is that once Josh Sweden came in as director, it feels like he's trying to go Avengers. Or somebody watched... Uh, Civil War won too many times and we're getting you know the the Bucky Barnes Falcon we're in the backseat of the car while Iron Man is trying to talk to Steve it just never really clicks as well as much as I was hoping for I'm not saying it's a bad thing but I just wasn't people are like saying after Batman v Superman that Ben Affleck is this Batman we always wanted and that's odd, because when my, when Adam West came along, I've heard the stories people couldn't get enough of him back then with Batman 66. And then when he went away, then Michael Keaton, people were like, rabble, rabble. And then they saw him, they're like, yeah, he's definitely Batman, because if he's not in Batman 2, we don't want to see him. And then Val Kilmer came along, and George Clooney, and you know, you know the rest. And then when Christian Bale came along, people were saying, yeah, he's our Batman, we hate the voice. But then... 
Affleck comes along and, and people become very fickle on who Batman should be. I have to say for me, it's a toss between Adam West and Kevin Conroy. Because at least with Kevin Conroy, when he voices Batman, he's not only doing a Batman voice that I can understand, and he's not gravelly, he's intimidating, and when he does a Bruce Wayne voice, it's two separate voices. We've never gotten that before. Every time we get a Batman or a Bruce Wayne, they still sound the same. And Conroy can do a different Bruce Wayne and a different Batman. And that's something that's a lot more different. And and Affleck just walks around. I understand he's a 20-year-old Batman, but he's just so friggin' angry. And I understand that's what Batman would become 20 years down the road of fighting crime. But it just is not told as well as I would hope. And when Affleck looks like he's ready to leave in the drop of a hat, that doesn't make me feel like, okay, he should really be our Batman after two movies again, because that's what Keaton did. So, but I've said this long enough. I guess, Gerald, what do you think? Should should there be any recasting, or what do you think on the casting with this? Well, uh, I'm going to have to disagree with you a little bit on Gal Gadot. I, I understand she still has some issue with some long reads, um, but when she's in there with talented actors, I think she really, uh, you know, some of those uh, weaknesses get blended over, and I think her charisma and I think what she brings to the table as far as on-screen presence, I think she is a good fit for the Wonder Woman character going forward. I, I really kind of like the way she goes ahead, and, and despite the fact, like I said, when it comes to long expositional moments with her, sometimes she, you know, the weaknesses tend to pop up. I really think she's she's a, a good fit for the Wonder Woman character. Aquabro, I just wanted to know more and more about that world, and when you only explore explore Atlantis for like a cup of coffee, it just really that's what part of the the, the movie should have been more better entailed, and I'm sure during before the reshoots happened, uh, Atlantis was going to play a bigger part in the movie, but maybe that's uh, set up for an Aquaman movie down the road. But uh, Jason Momoa, as the like, like was said earlier, the updated version of Aquaman, I you know I can handle it. Uh, I, I I don't see that as a problem, especially because Aquaman has been the butt of many jokes over the past you know uh, many years now going, and I think uh, maybe if anyone can get out of that syndrome for, for Aquaman as a character. I think Jason Momoa can do that. Uh, Ezra Miller as The Flash, I, I just was very sad to see him portrayed so weakly and so meekly uh, and and just wanted to see something better. I said it from the very beginning. I thought Barry Allen, uh, a character from the CW, should have been uh, portrayed and should have been moved up to the to the movie version. I think that the 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 actor who plays that character does a does a very solid job, and I think he should have been strongly considered and put into that role. And if you are going to recast, I think you should recast him with his storyline attached uh, to it. I thought that would have been a better fit for the Justice League. Uh, Cyborg, I think everybody's correct on that. They just should have been more time to develop his character. We don't know enough yet. We know he's going through a lot. Uh, he's been alluded to in a couple more uh, other movie, uh, the other movies as far as his character, but he really hasn't been developed the way he should have been or has as of this point, so I'm eager to see more. But the actor himself, I think, really did a solid job with what little he was given. Superman, you know, everybody's all over the place on Superman. Uh, the CG on a super stash was really just uh, most of the time was was hilarious and, and just really weird it looked looked very weird on screen at times especially in the beginning it was kind of funny to see that part but uh, I just like with Henry Cavill's uh, that's just such a role that's just so hard to define because you have to play on so much on the straight and narrow so it's really hard to generate a continuous personality out of that character so Henry Cavill's like a, eh, I guess he's he's okay. His performance in Justice League, uh, you know, it, it what what he what what he was given just it, it basically like was said before it comes down to the story and it really wasn't a good story for the the actors to fall through and I think they did the best that they could with what they little they had and the only reason like I said is a slight thumbs up for me is because of the interaction of the characters themselves because the CG and the story itself lets the entire movie down as a whole it's just only that those strong interactions uh would have been would 
you know, keep the movie enough in place for me to, to recommend it to even the slightest amount to people. And Batman himself, well, if, if Ben Affleck always is hinting at it, it's obviously he doesn't want to stay, which is a kind of a shame because I like continuity. I'm not saying he's the best Batman, but he, I'm not saying he's the worst. I'm just saying he's the current Batman, and I'd like to see a, a little bit of continuity with him, his relationship that's budding between him and, and Wonder Woman. I'd like to see that play out. I don't really want to see a younger Batman at this point in time. I'd like to see an older version because I think that's kind of a little bit uh, of a different nuance at this point in time. But, you know, if he really doesn't want to stay in the role, then I guess at this point you're going to have to look elsewhere for a better option. And Travis, your thoughts on the cast, and I know you love this movie. No, uh, I, yeah, I absolutely love the movie. I don't know why people didn't like it. And, and the thing is, like, I think when it comes when it comes from me, uh, other than everyone else, is that I don't follow too much of um, like comics and stuff like that. I've never been huge into DC. I've always been like a Marvel fan. So when I went to go see this movie, I saw it as a uh, as an action movie, not you know a DC movie. Um, I loved all the actors in it, actually. And even Ben Affleck, I think, did a good job as Batman, believe it or not. Uh, but there shouldn't be any recasting whatsoever. I mean, they're at the point now where they're committed to these characters and they really need to stick with it. Because if you bring in a different character, it's obviously noticeable. You know, unless you take the Flash and keep him in his uh, costume the entire movie if you recast them, I think you just need to take what you have now and keep developing it. Um, and I think the biggest problem with Ben Affleck saying he wants to leave the movie, I think that may be one of the downfalls and why the movie's not doing so great, is because if you could see that an actor in the movie's not enjoying it, how can you enjoy it yourself? Gentlemen, I do want to thank you for joining me tonight. Dark Seed, or Dark Side, excuse me. You <laughs> say Dark Seed, I say Dark Side. Dark Let's call the whole thing off. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>